Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, so my guest today is a business and life strategist, TEDx speaker, award-winning author, two-time entrepreneur and NLP practitioner. She enjoys helping women break down the barriers that restricted their ability to create the conditions for their best and highest self to emerge and experience the life that they are meant for. And I'm really looking forward to finding out more about how she helps people to do that. Welcome to the show, all the way from Texas, Maria Gavriel. Hi there. It's so good to be here. Thank you for coming on to the show. That was a very brief introduction about what you've done, do and achieved. Uh, If you could just tell the listeners uh, more about yourself, what you do and how you help. Sure. Thank you again for the opportunity to be here. I'm excited to be here with you and to just connect with you and connect with your community. Um, I have been business coaching for the last seven years And I've been helping women grow their business and scale their business without burning out, without sacrificing all the things that matter to them, like their health, their relationship, um, you know, their motherhood, their social life, their spirituality. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when women are going out to discover what it is that they're meant to do or grow, take their business to the next level after they've started, they usually uh, get caught somewhere in the middle and start to burn out and, um, we see crazy stats about burnout and businesses shutting down. So this is what lights me up to do every single day is support women. That's who I focus on to mm-hmm. just live a thriving life. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about how you, how you do that. Cause like you said, it's quite common now. There was a few things I was reading the other day about burnout and the, it's, it's quite a big thing that people are talking about, especially with women. And there's something that you mentioned prior to the show, which I want to bring up with you in a little while too. Um, but how do you help people to manage that space? Yeah, gosh, you know, I read something recently too. Like I've been reading the stats in the last two years and they're just getting worse and worse to your point, right? And just recently, I think it was like last week, I was reading that the WHO actually declared burnout officially as a disease now, a fatal disease. Burnout is now officially killing people. Right. And I mean, I think we kind of knew that before, but no one ever spoke about it, which is the story I come from. It was just mm. like, just go, go, go. And, you know, that was a sign of weakness to talk about, like, I'm getting worn out, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of unfortunate. And I think the good thing about the who and all these stats coming out with how serious this is, we actually start to pay attention to it and address it, right? Like the first step is becoming aware of the problem and then you can start doing something about it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for women, this was something that, again, if you talked about it, it was frowned upon. So women just kept going and going and going to the point where now we're seeing millions of women off ramping from careers. They invested money and years and sweat in. Um, And it's because when we took a, a deeper look and looked at the studies, it's because they constantly feel 
pulled in different directions. Right. Um, they feel like their relationship is starting to fail. Like divorce is at an ultimate high, right? Which is why I love what you're doing. Mm. They feel like they're not there for their kids or their elderly parents now. So they constantly feel pulled. Their heart is literally pulled in a different direction or their health, right? Burnout. They're having some chronic illness show up. Yeah. And um, their health is starting to suffer. So I come in and I help them simplify their life. I help them build teams if they already have a, uh, a business running. And I help them scale and I help them move to a three or four day work week from Monday work week or like a 12 hour day. So I introduce systems and structures and usually within six months, they move, they shift to a shorter work week. Okay. And, um, and they start to see a difference just because they're honoring themselves more. They start to see a difference in their personal life too. Okay. So there, there is a change there. Not only do you make in the kind of the structuring of the day, but actually they're something around having a relationship with themselves, which is, which is needs to change. Yeah, with themselves and even with time. Right, okay. Changing their relationship with time, right? Relationships are mm. huge. Yeah. Yeah, time is one of those things, isn't it? It just seems to run away with you. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And then so you look you, back and you're like, no, what happened? Where did exactly. You go? I know when I've got a day, when I've put aside to do work and things like that, and, you know, things will happen that you can't foresee. But I'm like, where's the day gone? <laughs> I haven't done hardly anything with what I wanted to do. Yeah, every while you're exhausted, you're like, and what did I do? Why am yeah. I so tired? Exactly. Why am I so tired? Why have I got a headache? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's life today. And it doesn't have to be that way. That's. And I think that's the great thing about relationships as, as a blanket type, type of title, isn't it? Is that there are so many different relationships that we have that can impact on our own emotional, mental, physical health. Yes. And taking a look at those, like a long, honest, hard look at what's going on here and why isn't this working? Why isn't my relationship to time working? Why isn't my relationship at home working, right? So mm. going from and that's interesting that you said as well, because that's something I think, do you think is, is more of a modern day thing that, that women are becoming more reluctant to admit that they can't because that seems like a very kind of male type stereotype isn't it that a man doesn't talk about his feelings and he won't admit when he's failing and won't talk to someone if there's an issue coming up it, is that becoming more common then would you say as more and more women are progressing in a more of a career aspect or they've got like you said juggling so many different things yeah. that's that's becoming a more commonplace thing that they're actually reluctant to to talk about what's going on for them. Yeah, I love what you, I love that you just brought this up. I love that you just said that. And here's why. It is happening for women too because they kind of subscribe to this for lack of a better word masculine paradigm, this different way of doing things, which doesn't serve the women, but it also doesn't serve the men either. It doesn't serve mm -hmm. anyone to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like all of that, that old way of thinking, that paradigm, maybe it worked for a second, however long ago, it does, it clearly is not working now. But again, if we're seeing chronic illness go up, burnout go up, divorce go up, you know, our children are, I hate to say this stat, but you know, suicide rates are, are dropping in age for our kids. What's going on there? Something's going on at home. Mm -hmm. Something bigger is going on, right? Yeah. So that way the old system is just not working today and we have to improve it 
And so, yeah, it, I, I feel like women at some point, probably during the feminist movement, felt like I have to operate this way because this is what success looks like. And this is how it's been done so far. And there was no predecessor for the female before yeah. in the workplace. So they were like, oh, okay, if this is how men are doing it, I'm going to compete in the same. No, you know what? You're different. You don't need to compete in the same way. You have different needs, you know, and some people don't like this stat, but women do carry the brunt of what goes the, the home life, their personal life. Or if mm -hmm. like a family member gets sick, we see it's the daughters that take that on, you know, like, mm -hmm. so women are taking, so don't, you can't play in the same playing field, create your own playing field mm -hmm. because you have different terms and different rules. It's a different game you're playing by. Right. And, and start talking about it. It's almost like when, when I went through it, cause this is my this is where I came from too. I was brought right. out. Okay. Um, and I felt like no one was talking about it. And then when I started to talk about it, it was almost like the me too movement for women. <laughs> All of a sudden everybody started talking about it and it's right. like, why, why did it take so long to, to address this? Can you, could you tell me a little bit more about that? How did you reach that stage of burnout? What was going on for you that led you to that space? Yeah. So, um, I had a very quote unquote, again, it's like this, we subscribe to social conditioning project mm. or something, I don't know, but I had yeah. the quote unquote on paper, uh, successful, great life. You know, um, I had a six figure business and I was crushing it. I was doing amazing, you know, successful. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband and I were going on like 10 vacations a year finally had our kids, had the family, built our, our dream home, this eco green home we always imagined, you know, doing all the things, yeah. you know? And I was so caught up in this idea, this ideology of success. And I thought that that was the most important thing because if I'm successful, then I could provide for my family and I can have this life and we can be happy. And, and none of that is true. In fact, I was so tired from succeeding at yeah. this great job that um i would go home and had nothing else to give i was exhausted right. you know and, yeah. and it was it started to show up in my relationship and before you know it my husband and i were talking about separation and what that looked like and how many days a week he's going to be coming to visit the kids and creating these new structures around separation and it's like mm. oh my god my relationship is going down the tubes um, my, I know now cause my kids are teens, but I was trying my hardest to be a good mom. And my kids now say, you know, mom, what happened? You used to be so angry and then you changed. I did personal work okay. and everything broke down. Yeah. But every other aspect of my life was suffering and top that off with, then I had, I developed a chronic illness. I had an autoimmune disease. I had Hashimoto's. So all these red flags to not continue down this idea of success and I wasn't paying attention until my life everything I worked so hard for was crumbling in uh, okay yeah. so you, you really were putting yourself under a lot of pressure driving yourself into the ground to maintain all areas of your life and actually none of them were it was only really a business that was successful yeah yeah <laughs> and and then it started to not even matter anymore because my heart was hurting because everything else mm. was falling apart you know yeah so you kind of recognize the importance of actually this isn't worth your life, really. Yeah. It's interesting that what you said there about the kind of the feminism movement, which is the point I wanted to 
to come back to, which you mentioned before the show, um, how that created that did create some kind of toxic kind of mindset for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I was part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and really, and I think it served its purpose during its time. Mm. And I feel like it's time, this is actually what my TED Talk was about, I feel like it's time now to evolve from that. There's something else we need to be doing, right? Like that, it served its time and it's no longer serving us, clearly. If, if stats are telling us we're dropping everything mm. that we worked so hard for. And so um, I think at the time, the feminist movement helped women get out of the home and realize, okay, there's something, there's a different part of me that is calling me to do something more. Maybe that's a job. We didn't know what it was, but it helped us shift things up. Mm -hmm. And that was needed, right? And then what? Then we just kind of got caught up in this race that really doesn't align with who we truly are. And now we're starting to figure that out through these breakdowns and these horrible stats from Department of Labor and Statistics and Inc. and Amex and blah, blah, blah. Everyone's looking into this. And it's like, okay, so we're realizing that no longer works. It's actually working against us. It's driving us to the ground. It's ruining our homes. It's affecting our relationships and our health. What do we do from, and it's time to start to have this conversation and rediscover it mm. and start bringing in um, new systems, right? And create a new, like a paradigm shift yeah. that aligns with the current times. Okay. Uh, and, and is that individual to each person? Would you say that you work with? Is there a kind of a an idea that you've got? Is there like a commonality that runs through the work that you do as far as how you help people to shift away from that? Yeah, there is. Um, doing this for several years now. Here's what I found. Um, mm -hmm. In the feminist movement, we were kind of ingrained with this idea of independent go, 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 and do, 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 and just go for yours and reach your, and achieve, right? Mm -hmm. And no one ever taught us about collaboration and teams and doing it with others. And right. and, and I hate to say it because I've, I've done this too. As women, I, I'll speak to women, I'll speak for myself. Uh, we almost get caught up in this story that if we don't do it by ourselves, and we kind of pass something off or, or depend on, ask for help, you know, someone is going to disappoint us or drop the ball or mess it up. So we might as well just do it by ourselves. Yeah. Or yeah. do it fast enough or perfect enough or whatever mm. the story. Okay. And so that's one common thread. And I, I had that, that, you know, unconscious programming myself before mm -hmm. I got rid of it. And I have found that when we bring in, so one of my programs teaches us how to basically bring in a team at home and bring in a team at work. Okay. And how do we call in this team play with our partners and our kids, um, parents, community, perhaps, if we want to go a little further from our circle, yeah. how do we cultivate this teamwork? personally and when we bring it into our professional lives how do we lead that it's one thing to like call in a team and another thing to lead it in a way that's inspiring and you can all go together mm. and so it's bringing in the systems both personally and professionally um hence the word collaboration right and work together with others there's there's you know it's it's we will burn out if we keep trying to do things by ourselves i guess that brings us nicely onto the idea of relationships then because that's basically what you're saying that you need to establish some 
relationships um, (laughs) that you can trust in order to be able to make your life, your business, everything else function and, and flow in some kind of harmony there. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is a whole other level, a whole other level of living and working. 100%. Okay. Yes. And again, is there some steps to that? Is there things that people need to be aware of? It's interesting, like what you said, that there is this idea that we have to do this on our own, that we have to have control over it in some way because we can't trust anybody but ourselves to do it properly. And I know there's probably lots of underlying uh, factors to that as as well as um, the fact that we don't believe someone can do it as well as us, but there's going to be about relinquishing control and not feeling like a failure. And I think there's loads of other kind of mindset things in there. But there's there uh, sort of some steps that people can think about to take in order to shift from one paradigm to the to the next. Yes. So one of the let's just say the the steps to get to this kind of idea of working together, building relationships, collaborating, right, growing together is communication. And it's how do we have authentic, fearless communication that's also really clear with our partners, our assistants, our children, whoever whoever we're inviting into this mm-hmm. kind of team play to play with us in the sandbox, right? So one of them is just increasing communication. And for for us specifically, it's make powerful requests. Most of the time women are like, I need help. I'll, I'll say, again, speak for myself. I speak for a lot of my clients. Um, most of the time, well, you know, I remember being frustrated and this is really simple, but I would be like, how many times do I have to tell my husband to take out the trash? Like, forget it. I'll just do it. This is like, you know, how it, things were. Mm. And it's like, forget it. I'll do it. Cause I asked so many times. So, so clients will often say like, I already asked, Hmm. Okay. How about you guys communicate about that? Ask. So, for example, I would, I, I remember my husband saying like, I'm sorry, I always forget. Please don't, it's not intentional. Please. It's just not my, the way my brain works. Are you okay? So he turned around the ask and he said, is, are you okay with just asking me every week? Like, does it take a lot from you? And what does it trigger you? Can you focus on your own trigger around mm-hmm. that ask? Mm-hmm. Huh? I am taking it personally. I'm making it mean 5,000 things. Yeah. I'm making it mean like he doesn't care. I'm making it mean all these things, right? So honest communication from him and from me, um, eventually I, I don't tell him to rush out anymore. And that just, just is on autopilot now. But mm. it took communication to get there. Authentic, vulnerable asks from both mm. of us. Right. And, and, and an awareness of like, well, why, why is it me? I'm making it mean these 10 things that, aren't true yeah so communication is a big one yeah and again stepping out of your own headspace there to be able to understand a little bit i mean, I, I did do a, i did do a um an episode on what's called weaponized incompetence where yeah. where people actually don't put the trash out on purpose to make you put the trash out <laughs> where yeah. where in your husband's cases the genuine this just isn't on my radar can it be okay if you just say, can you put the trash out? But the, you having to ask meant so many different things to you that you were taking it very personally and thinking he was doing it just 
maybe because he was weaponizing his incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is exactly what my brain was saying. Yeah. <laughs> and that check-in helped me realize like, oh, you know, this is my stuff. Okay. All right. I got it. You know? And like I said, eventually like now he's just on autopilot about it and that's oh. the reward there, but com effective communication for sure. Um, and then I'll backtrack even one step before that we actually have um, in the same way that we have quarterly meetings in our, in our businesses or, you know, or you see companies have, um, I actually have quarterly meetings. We have a, a vision meeting at the start of team meeting at the start of the year okay. and we have quarterly meetings at home, similar to what we do at work, just as check-ins, like how mm. is this going, you know, for my son, how's the laundry doing? Like, do you, you know, he's got that down now, but that was one of the things I had to farm out. Right. Yeah. Um, and so having check-ins to see where the breakdowns, where are the wins, how are you doing with this? Can we add some, something else in there? Another request. Mm -hmm. So this team grows together. Right. Uh, so team, team exercises are also a really cool thing to do. Uh, yeah. I completely see how that could work. Cause there are, like you said, there are so many people that will not, delegate that that they, they see that as a task that they have to do and i think they like you said there's a complete overwhelm there isn't it because you think you need to do everything you're just trying to keep so many plates spinning at the same time when actually somebody could take a few of those plates away from you if you only allowed yourself to let them go um and and communicate that you need someone to take these off you and it's again that's not you need it because that you're weak or you're failing in any way. It's just because actually this is just too much. If you're going to try and do everything, you're just going to burn yourself out. Totally. And you actually disempower the people around you, you mm. know. Um, let me tell you, like my son taking on all these tasks now uh, and being a yes to it, like he's contributing. He's empowered. Mm. And at the same time, I know he's also equipped for when he goes off to college to do his laundry clean you know mm. iron, right these are these are great things you want to delegate to your team because it supports them maybe even more than it supports you mm. so, and 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 they don't feel incompetent around you you know like what are we projecting when we're saying forget it i'll do everything it basically says you suck and i can't mm. trust you yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, not a yeah, and that doesn't serve anyone any, any positive purpose, does it? If you do everything for them, because like you said, what happens when you're not around? How do they how do they cope? I think as I was talking to someone recently about when I first moved out, I moved out of home, moved in with a with a per, with a lady, and then I moved out when we separated. And I moved in on my own, and they said you were very young then. How did you cope with that? And I said, well, I coped because I knew I could do it. Because I, my dad gave me an iron when I was 11 and said, now you've got to iron your own school shirts. This is how I learned to iron when I was in the forces. And he taught me how to iron. He said, now you, you, you need to iron your shirts, you know. Ah. Um, and he taught me how to iron a shirt. Uh, and so then I was ironing my own shirts for school uh, from a very early age. But then I, I, kept, I learned how to cook and I learned how to do clean. And I was had to clean my own room and everything else. And, you know, I was, so when I moved in on my own, it was just I had to do it on just a bigger scale um so it's it's interesting that you know if how how like you said i think the word is disempowering isn't it when you don't allow someone to contribute and share 
and learn how to look after themselves and to look after you in a way, then you are disempowering them because what are they going to do when they have to look after themselves or if, if they have to look after you even at some stage? Yes, so true. Yeah, and just thinking of your dad, like I, I love your dad. <laughs> that is amazing. And of course it helped him, but have, look at how much it helped you. So that's the beauty of collaborating and there's absolutely nothing wrong with teaming up like that. I think yeah. When I was 11, I didn't think I saw it as collaboration. I think I just saw it as, a, as, a, <laughs> as he was being mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want, to, I want to go out and play. I don't want to be hanging on in my shirts. <laughs> yeah, it's but, hard to see it. Yeah, yeah, but thank him now. I think actually, I thank him too. In fact, he taught me to do it too well because I take far too long doing my ironing. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I, I iron and I'll talk to someone and I'll talk to him a couple of hours later and I say, "Have you done? I'm still doing my ironing." <laughs> oh, wow! Oh my god! There's no creases at all. <laughs> What's that? What was that? There's like? no creases in my clothes at all once I finished ironing. There's got there's none left. There's got all of them have got to be gone. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. Wow. I think that's because he he'd learned he's in the forces, so he had to be pristine uh, on parade and stuff. So he taught me how to iron so there was no creases left to win anything. So um yeah. I got, I definitely need some tips from you on ironing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a little video and put it on my YouTube channel. <laughs> this is how my dad taught me how to iron. Um, but coming back to that, it's in, again about the relationship thing. You reckon what what brought this really to your attention? It was not only because the, the difficult relationship you were having with yourself because you were making yourself sick, but you recognised that your relationships with your children and, and your husband, uh, were the, and I guess maybe other people in your life, they just weren't functioning. Yeah, I think my all of the versions of relationships had gone sour, whether it was, you know, we want to talk about our relationship to ourself. I definitely was not honoring my, my body. I wasn't honoring myself at all. Mm. You know, for a second I would sit there and be like, well, I'm honoring my goals, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm, I'm honoring my dream. Really? How aligned is that? Really? Is that really mm. your dream to crush everything else just to get this? Is it really, is this, isn't there a better way to reach that goal? There has mm. to be, you know? So honor your dream, but find another path or carve out another path, right? Mm. So I wasn't honoring myself. I wasn't definitely, my social life was non-existent at that point because I just didn't have the time for it. I wasn't mm. honoring my relationship to time. And yeah, and unfortunately everything else you know, I have to say the parts that hurt the most that actually had me start to question, reflect everything, everything from social conditioning, family conditioning, you know, every kind of conditioning um, was the, the breakdown in my marriage and, nice. uh, and, and what I, and how I was seeing that impact my kids because I worked so hard, you know, I was infertile before and I worked so hard to bring the kids here and I'm like, what am I doing? This is right. just good. Wow, you went you went through all of that to bring them into the world and they ended up with an angry mummy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like really? Something's yeah. just not right about this script. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. And it's interesting because this thing just popped into my head there. I think there's something it's, it's something I've known for many years, but they do say it's lonely at the top. Yeah, if you if you do it the way we've been taught to do it, it mm. is extremely lonely at the top. 
and you come back down and you reclimb, I think perhaps a different mountain and uh, you have to discover what that mountain is. Mm. And thankfully, I, like I said, people are, this is a real thing. You know, you have Harvard looking into it, Stanford looking into it, you know, Amex, Department of Labor and Statistics, everyone is like, wow, yeah, this is no longer working. And mm. women are leaving the workforce by the millions. This, there's something uh. wrong here. We need a new mountaintop. And, and I believe that that's why people are asking me to come out and speak. And it's like, well, you figured something out. Um, wh what is it? Let us know what it is. And so uh -huh. I happily share it because I feel like the more we talk about this and share what is working, yeah. then, then the faster we can create something different to get together, going yeah. back to together, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. That's the same kind of thing I do when I'm working on people in my relationship coaching. It's actually we undoing everything that we've learned yeah. that's not serving a purpose, a positive purpose anymore, and thinking about what's right for us as far as relationships are concerned and how we're going to take that forward. Yeah, I love what you're doing because if our relationships, again, speaking from my own experience, if our relationships suffer, if the lifestyle we've created at work and home is sabotaging our relationships our personal in our personal life mm -hmm. if relationships our personal relationships are suffering we walk away from that business that dream that vision because it will just break our heart it will drain us we will it will, it will slow us down at the very least just from the emotional standpoint and the healing standpoint if our relationships aren't working i believe that's one of our pillars if those are suffering mm -hmm. you will see that everything else it will trickle out to everything else and they will all suffer and it goes with everything see you know when one area of our life suffers it does trickle out and eventually impact the other one mm. and, um i think it's key for our personal lives to be thriving first our health and our relationships once you got that down then go ahead and create an aligned dream and aligned yeah yeah I think that's a, it's a really interesting thing you just said there. It's just noticing when your relationships are not functioning. But like you said, with that physical stuff that you went through, generally, I think in a lot of cases, people would just throw tablets or drugs or whatever it is at that thing to get rid of it, to try and manage it without actually really looking at what the underlying causes might be. Uh, and like you said, that's a very dishonoring way of being with yourself. You're prepared to make yourself ill in order to reach a certain level of success in a certain area of your life, um, which is not sustainable. Again, maybe you could, you could, you know, there may be times where you really need something needs to be done and it can cause you a certain amount of stress, but that long-term stress, like it's created an autoimmune disease for you. Yep. I mean, that just goes to show what, what damage being under that kind of overwhelmed uh, in that overwhelmed space can do over a long period of time. Yeah, it's not sustainable. Mm. It, we're not wired that way. And, and and that's why, you know, when, when a client first comes to one of our calls um, and I hear this overwhelm, I know they're pretty much at their brink. By the time they get here, they're already, there's, there's pain that brought them here. Mm -hmm. And I let them know if this doesn't change now, what's around the corner is your physical body to raise those red flags if you don't pay attention from here what's next is 
physical illness because usually then we really pay attention when we physically feel something mm -hmm. we pay attention more than the emotional feeling yeah and so if you don't pay attention now you will pay attention in a minute Mm. And that is harder to come back from. It was a long way back for me mm. and an expensive one. <laughs> it costs a lot to come back from physical illness. Right. And, and like the who says, burnout is now causing physical illness and fatalities. Don't pay attention to the physical illness. Now science is saying it will cause death. So yeah. how far do you want to take this overwhelm? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Until it, till it drops you to the ground. Clearly, it's not sustainable. Mm. So let's pull back. Let's pay attention to it here. Great job for noticing. And what can you do from here? You know. Awesome. Thank you for Thank sharing you. that. And you said your TEDx. You have a TEDx talk. If you just could, you just tell us what that's about. And for yeah. people that don't know what TEDx talks are, could you just tell them what TEDx talk is as well? Oh my gosh, TED is amazing. If anyone hasn't ever, TED has always inspired me. So when I mm. was uh, giving a TEDx talk, you know, that was like one of my dreams come true, like being on the TED stage because, mm. because of how it changes lives, just one talk and you're only given a certain amount of minutes, but in those few minutes, people's, people are impacted. You feel it right. After you watch your first TED talk, you're like, Oh, that was good. I'll watch mm. the next one. <laughs> you know? yeah. So they're game changers. And what I like is when they invite you to speak, they want to make sure you're innovative. What's different about what you're doing that's changing lives and can change the paradigm? So all of their talks are designed. That's their goal. You know? yeah. Bring in that new idea. And, and so my, my idea was basically that evolution from the feminist era to the collaborative era. You know, that's, that's what the talk is about. You know, here's how things were and here's where we're being called to go next. And how can we do that together? It's mm. a lot of what we're talking about today. And it's something that is really important to touch on, which is why I was really grateful that Ted decided to do, um, to bring me in and talk about this. So, awesome. yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look out for your Ted talk just to get a better idea about your journey and, and how you now brought that to people's awareness. Um, talking about awareness of you, how do people um if they want to find out a bit more about you how do they get in touch yeah so they can always connect with me through the website mariagabrielle.com mm -hmm. uh, also on instagram and facebook i'm on there as well uh, maria gabrielle uh, business coach you know is is the instagram handle and they can always join me on one of my webinars which they will find they're usually posted on the website periodically okay. right uh, so they can connect with me there as well. You've got a, a web a webinar running at the moment, which you're going to give us the link to, and I'll make sure that goes in the show notes and people can access that right now. Yes, so that's mariagabrielle.com slash workshop. Awesome. Webinar. And in, in that webinar, what is it that you, what you talk about there? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of what we shared about today. Basically, how do you go ahead and you know, go out there, do what you love, because that is really important to us to, that's why the feminist movement started. Women wanted to go out and discover what the to the world is, right? What's, mm. what's my gift? What's my offer? What's my career? What's my business? So go, going out there and bringing your contribution to the world and starting your own business. And perhaps if you have one, scaling it and doing it in a way where it simplifies your 
your personal and professional life so that it doesn't cost you what matters most, which is what's been happening. So there's a lot of systems and uh, structures and frameworks in in that webinar that um, offer initial support for anybody that wants to start simplifying. Simplifying. Yes. Everything that we kind of, like you said, what we talked about, but in a a lot more detail. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, It actually takes you through the steps. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. So if you want to grab hold of that, just uh, follow the link that's in the show notes and go over to um, Maria's website. Um, I'm sure if that's something that you need to work on in your life, that if if we don't all need to just have a little look at that anyway, to be honest, <laughs> uh, because you know, we never know when that kind of thing is going to be useful, do we? Right, right. And yep, rewriting the, the story of success. Mm. Oh, I love Why that. Not? I love that phrase. I love that. Great. Um, do you have any words of wisdom or a favorite quote that you would like to leave the listeners with before we finish up for today? Yeah. So just thinking about that, something I always share is, um, and, and I do think there's a similar quote out there to this, but basically what I always share with my clients is, you know, there is so much that we can do alone. We've proved that, you know, we've done a good job. There's so much that we can do alone. Uh, However, there's so much more that we're able to do together with others, with each other's support mm. as teams and in collaboration with each other. That's really how we've been wired since the beginning of time. Mm. And we just kind of forgot about it. So that's those are my words. There's a lot you can do alone, but so much more we can do together. Yeah, I think that is that is interesting what you just made that link to something that actually as we evolved as a human species. There's no way we would have survived if we'd have tried to do it on our own. Um, I've spoken about this before, about when they have like uh, nature documentaries on and they're always worried about the one animal that's on the outside of the troop or whatever it is. They're always worried that that's not even going to make it through the night because it's on its own. And it shows the significance of us being evolving from, from animals and how we used to function that actually everything we've ever achieved as a human species has been collaborative. That's right. So good, John. Yes. Mm. Yes. Great. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. Um, with my coaching head on, there's always so many more questions I could ask people because <laughs> uh, there's so much more detail that I'd like to go into. Uh, but thank like you. We'd be here for another hour. <laughs> yeah, we would be here all day. Uh, so thanks again. Uh, if, if you want to hear more from Maria, please do check out our TED Talk. Uh, do reach out to her via her website uh, to find out a bit more about what she does and maybe she could help you move things forward in your life by re-evaluating where you are right now. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You take care. You too. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.